0: 1420, WBSL presents Spooky South Coast with your hosts, Tim Weisberg and Evan Russo. A dark and South night. AM 1420, WBSM presents Spooky South Coast with your hosts, Ghost. Tim Weisberg no, and God Matt Constance. Financial is something that isn't supposed to happen.
1: Retro-opening. What do you think of that? It's like acid wash jeans.
2: acid wash jeans? Acid wash jeans. Oh, Go, going, we're
1: going way back.
2: Let's not get crazy. But uh, it is a very special edition of Spooky South Coast here tonight. It is our second anniversary. Oh, yeah, I forgot to do that. Costa, where's yours?
1: I lost mine. Oh, jeez.
2: <laughs> Hang on. Oh, God. I got a whole bag of them for, for the uh, the party of three that we're having here tonight. There you go. Happy anniversary, Spooky South Coast. That's right. Two years ago this week, we debuted here on the airwaves of WBSM, and uh, we've been here pretty much ever since, bringing you some of the, what we hope is the best in paranormal talk radio. Just thinking back to some of the guests we've had. Remember that first episode, Matt Costa? I do. Remember who our guest was? The first, our first ever guest. It
1: was uh, Keith Johnson. Keith Johnson,
2: demonologist and founder of New England Anomalies Research, and he will be joining us a little bit later on tonight. Uh, it'll be a little bit of a time warp going back to our first episode. And also, we had with us back then we had Evan Russo, as you heard in the the retro opening there. Uh, Evan, who hosts his own show here every day on WBSM, uh, he originally helped us get going the first couple of weeks and he came in and he trained Matt on all the boards and uh, he trained me on how not to swear And <laughs> actually it was it's Evan who actually gave me my first break in radio to begin with when he brought me into the uh, sports show The Locker Room and I used to just sit over there where you are Matt Moniz and occasionally make some funny comments and offer a little bit of insight into the sports world but the rest of the time it was you know it was Jack and Evans show. I mean they, they, they had a good a good rapport and as I got more comfortable and got more involved with the discussion, they said, Oh, this this guy isn't that terrible. You know, it's his dream to be in radio. Maybe we could cut him a little break. We'll we'll stick him on like Saturday nights at ten o'clock when people are driving around and you know, nobody's really staying and listening to the radio and, right. and look what's happened. It's become a phenomenon. Now people don't go anywhere on Saturday nights. Everybody across the South Coast stays home. And listen to Spooky South Coast. And, of course, we're worldwide now through the streaming at the all-new, brand-new com. You don't want to miss this, folks. If you have Internet access, make sure you run to your computer right now, uh, log on to com, and check out the new design in honor of our second anniversary, designed by Tim Banal of com, And just... You know if if you have if you're new to Spooky South Coast, if you've only been with us for the last couple of weeks the last couple of months, it's a perfect chance to go back and go through the archives because Tim has chronicled everything perfectly uh, you can search for through the archives by date you can also search by guest name so let's say you want to check out oh I don't know Keith Johnson our first ever guest. So you go to Keith Johnson's name alphabetically there on the alphabetical list, and it'll give you a listing of every show that Keith has ever been on, and there's tons of them because uh, he's a very frequent guest here on Spooky South Coast. We love him. And you can click on each one of those shows. When you get to them, you have the option of either listening to the streaming audio or downloading the podcast direct to your computer or to your MP3 player, or however you listen. Uh, Just a little hang up there. You'll have to rename the file when you do that, but hey, you know, we can't do all the work for you. So uh, that'll allow you to get every episode of Spooky South Coast uh, that is possibly imaginable. There's even some up there that aren't out as part of the podcast feeds uh, because uh, I don't know what happened, but they're not there anymore. It's some of the earlier episodes, but they are up there on the website, and you can get them. And as well, we're also on iTunes. We're on Zoom. We're uh, on a number of different podcasting services like Podcast Alley, Podcast Pickle, Podcast Pickle. Podcast.com, podcast.net.
1: Basically, podcast. Dot whatever.
2: Yeah. Or anything with podcast in the title. I mean, uh, like, 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 let's look around the room. Um, let's see. Cultural Literacy. It's a dictionary of cultural literacy. So if you go to dictionary of cultural literacy podcast.com, <laughs> we're probably there. But uh, no, we are all over the internet. We thank everybody who has picked up the feed and dropped it into these sites. Now, what Tim has done is he's put the podcast feed right on the front page of spooky southcoast.com. So you can log on, you can click on that, and if you use the podcast server, you just drop that in and it's going to make sure that you get Spooky South Coast each and every time it's released on the internet. And We're here live Saturday nights every, night, every Saturday night, 10 to midnight, and you can also listen to the show live there by just clicking on the little button. Now, say you run a website that has something to do about the paranormal, as so many of our listeners do. Well, if you go to the links page, you can click on the links section, and right at the top there is the actual coding for either the Spooky South Coast banner, if you want to link to us, and we appreciate it if you do, and there's also a button there for the listen live stream. So you can put that button on your website, and when people go to your site and they click on it Saturday nights at 10 o'clock Eastern time, then you'll be able to listen to the show live. It's We're trying to make it as easy as possible for everybody to get this show because... We think that we're doing a good job here, and we know that our guests are, are wonderful and have a lot to offer the listener in terms of the paranormal. So we want to make sure that you know we make it as accessible as possible. If there's ever any suggestions that you have, if there's any way we can make it better, if there's any way we can make things easier for you, if there's any show suggestions, ideas that you have, all you have to do, shoot us an email, Spooky Crew at SpookySouthCoast.com. You can send us a MySpace message, MySpace.com slash SpookySouthCoast. All the contact info is right up there on the website, and we'll do our best uh, to to take all those suggestions and put them into action, uh, because that's really what we're here for. We're here for you. I mean, we'll sit in a room amongst ourselves and just talk to ourselves for two hours every Saturday night. We'd be happy to do that, but... We're here for you. We're here to be the conduit between the listener and some of these names in the field. And, you know, Matt Moniz, maybe it's because of shows like ours and some of the other great paranormal talk radio shows that we listen to and that we support. But it seems to me like you've been in the field for a long time, so you you might be able to to talk about this more than I can. But it seems to me like lately the proliferation of the Internet and, and shows such as this, these people in the field are a lot more accessible than they might have been 10, 20, 30 years ago.
3: Easily. Easily.
2: I mean, I, I understand now with these computers that are in everybody's home, you can email somebody and it's it's easy to get a hold of them, but it just seems like people are more connected into the community because they have the opportunity to just come on and talk to people and, and make these connections. If you go to a lecture series or if you go to you know somebody teaches a class or something – it's a little bit more structured, and they've got the information that they want to present. But in this conversational format of talk radio where people can call in and share, it just seems like you know you get to know the person a little bit more instead of just the investigator or the historian or whatever their, their role might be.
3: I wholeheartedly
2: agree. Now, of course, the the downside of that is uh, it kind of makes people into, quote-unquote, media stars. And that means that lots of people want to become media stars. And, you know, if you have an interest in the paranormal and an interest in, you know, becoming a star, well, then you try to put the two together and and use that to your advantage. And that kind of, you know, that waters down some of the talent, per se, you know, as we say in the sports world, waters down the talent, but... It just seems like, you know, you've got so many people that are now quote-unquote experts that, uh, you know, we hope that the true historians and experts and chroniclers In can, the
3: paranormal, there is no real such thing that, as an expert. That's
2: true. But I, I, I'm just hoping that, you know, the the guardians of, of what's really going on here can keep remaining at the forefront. And when you have people like Keith Johnson John Zaffis, you know, Brad Steiger, Rosemary Al- Ellen Guiley, people that we've had on this show, people that we know and trust, Jeff Belanger, Chris Balzano, Peter
3: Bud Robbins, Bud Hopkins. Hopkins. Yeah, I mean,
2: there's so many of them. and Every guest that has ever been on the show, we owe it all to you. I mean, really. Every person that's listened to the show, I mean, think of some of the regular callers that we've, you know, developed uh, relationships with, you know, outside of the studio here. I mean, people like Luann and Wailing City Ghosts. You know, I remember when the show started, she was just somebody listening at home that was interested in ghosts and heard about the show and tuned in. And now look at her. She's running a very successful paranormal organization. She has a couple of websites. I mean,
3: well, we get, not that we we're get, taking credit for it. No. Well, she was doing the research herself, you know, before we were even airing. It's not like she wasn't looking. But we provided her with contacts with other people that were, you know, like her. And she was able to form a, a very cohesive little group that does very well.
2: But the important part is, is we... Hopefully, and I mean, it's going to sound like we're just tooting our own horns here all night long, but (laughs) (laughs) you tooted that one a little too hard. But you know, hopefully, you know, the fact that you can come on the show and talk about things makes you feel more comfortable about talking it the talking about it during the rest of the week, and that can lead you know to only better things for the field. Uh, People such as Mario, you know, who calls in to share about his experience, he's held it bottled up for years, couldn't really talk to a lot of people about it. Yeah,
3: I mean, it It was a cathartic release for him to be able to get this off his chest and, you know, have people actually listen to him and not think he's crazy for what he had seen.
2: And and John and, and Chris, some of our regular callers, regular listeners, uh, Christine, who, you know, yeah. would call up and, and share us with well, us experiences when she was younger that she couldn't really talk to people about. So, you know, that's... That is what makes me happy at the end of the day. When we leave this studio at, you know, 1230, whatever time we get out of here, I always have a good feeling of, you know, hopefully we made some headway here. Hopefully these people who called in or these people who listen to the show tonight will say to somebody else during the week, well, you know, I heard this thing on Spooky South Coast and I know it sounds crazy, but hear me out because, you know, they presented a very interesting argument for it. And that's what we're trying to do here.
3: Well, a lot of the stuff we do is, you know, tongue-in-cheek amongst us, but we take the subject seriously. We
2: do. I mean, we have to make sure that we present things in an entertaining fashion, or else people are just going to say, hey, who are these nuts, and turn off the radio, but we do take it seriously, and especially, you know, Matt Moniz, uh, people who know his, his credentials in the paranormal field know that if, if Matt Koss and I were just a couple of goofy guys, then, you know, he wouldn't put up with it every week, and he wouldn't be coming in here every week, so, that I mean...
3: Well, I like the way you guys actually take the subject seriously, and you guys have done a lot. You know, in the past couple of years, I've been hanging out with you. You've personally gotten out and gotten into the field, which is a lot more than, you know, a lot of the listeners have done. Not that that's a bad thing, because some They just haven't just, had the opportunity. Right. They just haven't had the opportunity, you know, and you've yourselves have, now that you've gotten out and hung out with me in some of these little crazy adventures I go on have seen and heard and experienced things for yourself. I mean, I, is it all proof? No, but it's definitely experiences that give you a better understanding of what you had before you
2: started. Absolutely. Now, now, Matt Costa, you've been with me since day one here. I remember when yes, I so. got the phone call from station management, and they said, you know, we'd like to have you come on and do something, you know, and, and I, I came running into the uh, our, our place of business they, where we work. And,
1: and they put us on at the uh, – the best time that we could do the least damage. Yeah, pretty so. much.
2: You know, and a lot a lot of people come up to me and say, I, I like the show, but I listen to it online because, you know, Saturday nights at 10 o'clock, I'm either too busy or I'm asleep. Why would you guys ever go on on Saturday night at 10 o'clock? Because there wasn't anything else on. So, <laughs> so <laughs> That, and it's the only time that we had in our schedules at the time that we could actually, you know, set aside to do something.
1: That's true. I, I can't imagine that uh, I'm surprised that we've gotten this far, considering...
2: Considering the time slot or just considering, considering that we're us in general. Not radio pros at all.
1: I know us. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty much the only thing we've ever
2: followed through on, isn't it? Uh
1: yeah. Yeah, yeah pretty, pretty much.
2: much. Yeah. I mean I still have like models of like night riders but kit car and
1: usually we Duke, talk a we talk a big game. We do. We don't follow through.
2: But th- this time we did. Yeah. And I'm I'm glad that we did. And I'm glad that people have uh, taken a shine to what it is that we do here. Uh you know, we did a, a goofy, you know not not goofy, but you know, kind of a a real relaxed, fun podcast show with Chris Balzano and Jeff Belandre a couple of weeks ago, and I'm I'm getting a lot of positive reaction from people to that. They say, you know, I like it when you're not that concerned about, you know, radio propriety and making sure that you know you don't swear proper then, radio and, etiquette. Yeah. yeah, You know, when when you can just let your hair down a little bit, and although Matt Moniz always lets his hair down, <laughs> but. Yeah, f- people do like that format and, and I I like it too and I enjoy it but I, I don't think I would you know be able to keep doing a show every week where I was just following that format I'm glad that we can come in here you know kind of have to act somewhat professionally uh, because then that makes people take things that we're talking about a little bit more seriously Matt Costa the first couple of shows uh, when we were here Keith Johnson on the first show Paulino when things were a technical nightmare for us because we were still kind of learning what was going on and oh, yeah. We're still trying to figure out this whole podcasting thing and what that was all about. How long did you really give us in your mind? How long did you think it was going to last?
1: I don't. I don't know. I thought. I think we, maybe about five minutes. Five no. minutes. <laughs> no, I didn't know. I didn't know that it was going to last at two years. Definitely not. Maybe six months. I.
2: I, I um, remember that was like our first window. That we was could, like our
1: our goal. We were taking baby steps at first. We were like, let's do. Let's focus on next week. Yeah, then, pretty like, much. after that, we'll go week by week.
2: Yeah, because we uh, didn't know if they were going to let uh, us come back the following week. We were well, always o- afraid disaster was happening. Hopefully
1: the station isn't listening.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but it, it, we started to get into a comfort period, yeah. right around, oh, yeah. like, the third or fourth show. And by that time, you know, Matt Moniz got involved with the show, and then things just kind of gelled and, and, and took off from there. Yeah, but
1: we definitely took a step forward when Matt Moniz stepped into the studio.
2: And I remember when you first came in... It was, I I believe it was the the first time we had Penny Dreadful on and and her whole group, and and, uh, we had talked earlier in the day.
3: Actually, no, it wasn't. It wasn't? No. I thought it was. It was Derek Bartlett and Capers.
2: Okay. All right. So then it was Derek Bartlett night. That was a that was a great show. I remember that one very yep. well.
3: Well, they're a very great group. Derek's a great guy and okay. excellent investigator.
2: We'll have some Capers news a little bit later on in the show as well. But and I remember, you know, we had talked earlier in the day and, and you said, you know, I, I heard you guys talk about the paranormal. And <laughs> I said, well, come by and check us out sometime. You know, thinking, you know. Uh,
1: he, maybe... did, he did it creepier than that. He's like. What do you know about the paranormal, <laughs> basically? <laughs>
2: Pretty much, yeah. So, well, he wanted to make well sure you
3: passed that, my interrogation.
2: Yeah, you want to make sure you weren't just a couple of buffoons here. But or, I remember you came company. in, and and yeah, I said, you know, come by and check out the show sometime, but I, I wasn't really expecting that you would. I figured if you're somebody who is serious into this and, you know, you have a lot of years of experience investigating everything. You might tune in maybe and see what's going on, not for some criticism. But I didn't think that you'd actually give us you know, that much of the benefit of the doubt to actually come in. So he comes in and he brings this <laughs> folder about four inches thick of all stuff that he wants to show us and things that he thinks that we could talk about. And when I looked at all this and I said, there's no way I can go through all this stuff and talk about it, but you certainly can. And we, we put the microphone in front of him and uh, he – he was reluctant at first because a lot of people, for a guy who's out there and all over the place, and we'll talk about some upcoming appearances from Matt Moniz, for a guy who's getting out there and spreading the word, you weren't really comfortable with this whole thing at first.
3: I've always shied away from the media. Uh, I like doing radio. I occasionally will write articles and have written articles in the past you know, for other authors or I've helped other authors with their books and stuff and, and, and put things into them. Uh, I did w- one television show ooh, back in the early nineties, and that kind of cured any type of television things <laughs> for me because that Just back back then it wasn't really taken you know seriously, mm-hmm. and I was trying to you know deal with some serious issues with it, and I I still am adamant to this day you know I radio is about. The furthest media you will get me on, I will write articles, but I will not do any television stuff.
2: So. Well, I mean, with Ray, well, I mean, you'll do, like, you'll do some. Yeah, like a local cable access. Or things, yeah. or, you know, things that are, you know, you're not going to put yourself out there on, on a news program and get torn apart. Or, you, you know, you. I, I know that you've done some television stuff. We we filmed an episode of a show that's going to air eventually at the Lizzie Borden house. You know, that type of stuff. If it's If the focus is right, I know that you'll do it. Um, if it's
3: handled seriously. Yeah.
2: But, I mean, uh, it just seems like with radio, though, it's more interactive medium. So it's maybe you feel more comfortable with that because, you know, you can put things out there and you can hear back and you can have a dialogue. That's it's what like, I like. Yeah.
3: yeah, it's a direct response.
2: It's not like when you put something out on TV and, you know, well, you that's don't why know came... how it's going to be edited and how it's going to be handled.
3: Well, that's why well, you know me. When I want to go investigate something or learn about something, I'll go right there. That's why I came into the show. Mm-hmm. I wanted to see what you guys were about and what you guys were doing. Uh when I go to investigate you've seen me do it. Yep. I I just dive right in what's what, where's where and who's who.
2: And once you did that, we're like, all right, well now you have to come back every week. <laughs> because it was just it worked. It was a dynamic that worked. And, you know, all of a sudden Matt Koss and I weren't struggling to come up with, you know, answers to a lot of the phenomena people were talking about. And, you know, to have somebody here that was so well versed in what was going on and that only pushed us to do more research and to do more reading and more investigating. So
3: Hopefully I've been able to help you guys out with resource materials to help back up what you were looking for.
2: Well, you know, it really helps when instead of just telling us a, about a book, about something, you just give us the phone number of the person that wrote the book. <laughs> that works I have a too. pretty good Rolodex. Yeah. yeah, that works pretty well, too.
1: He's a human Tobin Spirit guide. <laughs> he is.
2: You know, you can actually buy a Tobin Spirit Guide can you, online.
1: Can you? I didn't yes. think they actually existed. They
2: don't, but they oh. sell them online. So I don't know, like, what they're filling <laughs> them up with. But they're pretty thick. It's like almost as thick as that folder man he's brought in that first show. But you know, I, I like the idea of, of using this time to just wax nostalgic and, and share some memories of, of spooky South Coast over the last two years. And we'd like to hear from you guys as well. Five zero eight nine nine six zero five hundred. 508 500 maybe share some of your favorite memories of the show that we've done, give us some ideas heading into the future, and uh, let us know you know what we can do to make the show better. Why don't we take our first break, Matt, and when we come back, we'll kick around some more topics about the paranormal. We're also going to be checking in with a number of past guests over the course of the night, as well as telling you about a couple of events coming up that you don't want to miss. Hopefully you have plenty of money saved up in your paranormal travel budget because there's two huge conventions coming up that we want you to be a part of, so stay tuned. We'll be back with more here on the second anniversary edition.
4: <laughs> I will
1: go.
2: <laughs> you, you blew yours out. There you go, of Spooky South Coast.
4: For the
0: Turn on all your lights, lock the doors, and pull down the shades. Spooky South Coast is back.
2: Welcome back to Spooky South Coast, the second anniversary (laughs) edition. There you go. We just like blowing these things, man. These things are fun. It's only like $1.97 at the store, so... I mean, you can have a party every day with a bag of these. <laughs> All right, well, we have a phone call. Why don't we go right to the... Good evening. Just like the first episode, Matt, none of the lights are working on the board. Good evening. You're on Spooky South Coast. How are you doing? Hey, hello. Hi, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. Donna. This
5: is Donna.
2: All right, Donna LaCroix of Ghost Hunters International. <laughs> Love the new show, Don. It's
5: great. Oh, thank you, thank you. It's coming along. We're we're pretty happy with it.
2: And I heard there's some big news about some some more episodes coming up.
5: Yeah, yeah. We um we just heard recently that uh, we'll be doing uh, six more shows, um, and uh, we start filming relatively soon. And they're going to be in some really really great places. So I hear that we're going to actually be going out of Europe and maybe. Going to some remote places that nobody else has gone, so that's that's kind of cool. But that's not the reason I called. The reason I called is because I want to wish you guys the best. I mean, congratulate you on your second anniversary. Thank you so much. Uh, I'm so proud of you guys. You guys have really just done great, and, you know, I want to give you guys best kudos and best wishes for years to come with your show.
3: Thank you very much. Likewise, sweetheart.
5: So I just, you know, I've known Matt for a long time, and he's... You know, I'm I'm just so proud of you, and I just want to let everybody know that. And I'm proud of all you guys that made this show happen.
6: So cool.
5: you guys are the best. And I tell everybody, always tune in to 14:20 a.m.
2: Thank you. You know, the, you know, the station's going to use that as a bumper now. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, no, we we're very proud to be associated with people such as yourself too, who are you know who take this seriously and who can rise above a lot of the you know the the garbage that goes on with with having. You know the the media tie-in with the paranormal and, and can survive it and further the field, uh, despite all the the negativity that can surround it. And I know that you know your show right now is is going through the the attacks, and I've been online all week long defending you know and telling people to lay off. As with anything new, with any you know it's 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 like any time anything it's like when you know. We see it all the time. If we replaced Matt Moniz with Keith Johnson on a permanent basis. Uh, oh, sorry. I didn't mean to let the camera <laughs> out of the bag. But, I mean, if we did that, there'd be tons of people who say it's just not as good as it was with Matt Moniz. And, and
3: there'd be a tons that would say it's a lot better. You know. Yeah.
2: I mean, so, but, uh, so definitely everybody lay, lay off.
4: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I
2: felt, Brian, I felt so bad for Brian that, you know, he, he finally had to, to come out and say something about it because, you know, people are just attacking for no reason.
5: Yeah. I think, I think it's, um, unfortunate that you know some people can't see that this is a, a, a different completely different show than ghost hunters with all due respect I mean um, you know we're not competing against ghost hunters certainly not I mean they're the mothership show and you know I worked obviously on ghost hunters for many years and with taps for many years and you know I wish them best the best success but I think what happens is with, with any show like the Joey spinoff from friends you know people they they don't take the show as its individual um, for its individuality. They kind of you know compare it against the mothership show and they start criticizing it left and right and they don't give it a shot. And you know some people are coming around. I've been getting the emails of saying you know at first we thought you know this was going to be a really bad show and you know we were really disappointed this first episode but we've come to really get to know the uh the group now we see that you guys have a different dynamics not the same and we never intended to be the same as as ghost hunters at all we're different people you know um but you know you're going to have those diehard ghost hunter fans that just won't accept anything but ghost hunters and that's that's fine i mean you know it is what it is but you know you're right about the the paranormal community taking a lot of flack when you're in the media it it definitely is can be testy at times there's times where you just want to you know, go under and go private because it's it's just it's, it's, you spend more energy trying to defend yourself than than doing the work that you love. So it gets tricky, but we're we're all hanging in there, and we're just you know going to give you the best of what we have, just like what you guys do.
2: Oh, absolutely, I mean, and please don't compare Ghost Hunters International to Joey. The difference is your spinoff is actually good.
5: <laughs>
3: <laughs> Considered like another version of CSI, CSI is split into yeah, four. Yeah, exactly. Five.
2: The CSI's have really been successful, in, in their spinoffs as well. So,
5: yeah, that's that's true. I mean, it's um, it's definitely you know it's a franchise now, you know, and it's a spinoff, but it we are our own. I like to think of us as our own entity, you know. We're, we're you know some of the same people from Ghost Hunters, but now we have more a chance to show more of our personality. I think.
2: I mean, and
5: we have other we have newbies on the show, and we're all just kind of gelling together, and we're funding our group with each other, and I think we're, we're doing a pretty good
2: job. So well, That's you know, the other thing, the... too, though, is your chemistry. You know, you're still building chemistry as a group because you're all kind of new to working with each other. I mean, you've worked with Andy and, and Brian before, uh, and, you know, Brian's worked with Barry, and everybody's worked with everybody in different capacities, but it's it's a new group coming together as as opposed to TAPS where you guys already kind of had that chemistry built in going into the show.
5: That's tr- absolutely true. With TAPS, you know, we had known each other for years and years, way before the show was even a consideration. And with DHI, you know, we were kind of thrown into the same boat and, you know, filled the row. And so we had to find our group. We had to find our niche, you know, with, with as an investigative team and with each other. I mean, you have all different personalities on this team, you know, ranging, you know, the full spectrum, So, which is good, which is what we want. But, you know, it takes a little bit of time for new people um, people who don't know each other and their quirks and, and, you know, everything about them to get used to each other. Just, that's just human nature. And, you know, what you see on the, the episodes is us trying to kind of not only investigate these places, but trying to kind of figure out what the dynamics are between each other. So it's, you know, we've got, we've got a few things against us, you know, but we're working through them. And, you well. know, you'll see in later episodes things come together really nicely.
2: As I've said to a lot of people who have been critical, I say, look, you know, obviously everybody on the show on Ghost Hunters International that I know personally, they're all wonderful people. Everybody on Ghost Hunters is all wonderful people. They're all great personalities and, and great individuals. But when I watch the show, I'm watching the show for the paranormal. I'm watching to see what kind of evidence they get. So for me, Ghost Hunters International is just another offering. It's for all the people that complain because they have to go six months without new episodes of Ghost Hunters. Well, here you go. Right. You know, here's essentially the same format of presenting to you investigations and evidence of possible paranormal activity.
5: Right. I mean, that, that's that's how I think too. But you know, there's there's your legion of you know anti-GHI people out there um, that you know you'll never change their minds. I mean, they're basically they're you know they're overzealous people about ghost hunters, and you know it's okay to you know be you know have a favorite show but i think it's crossing the line when you start bashing sure you know people on another show for absolutely no no good reason whatsoever i mean it, it's just unfortunate that those people can't see us for who we are and appreciate that we're bringing them different locations outside the united states that's all you know it's just too bad i just you know i don't even respond to the con those comments and you know because it's just it's it's a waste of time is a waste of energy, because they're dead set on, you know, slashing us, and, uh, you know, to each his own. They're, to me, they're missing out, <laughs> but, you know, I can't convince them of, of that. They'll have to find that out all on their own.
3: I, I look at it this way, Donna. They're not realizing that you guys are just the, the supporting cast in the show. It's the places that you're visiting and the materials that you come up with that is the star. The, or what should be the stars of the shows, both shows, to right. be precise.
5: I agree, absolutely. I mean, you know, we, we bring you, you know, to Italy and Scotland and Romania and Slovakia. I mean, these are places that most people can't go to, you know, so easily. Uh, so, you know, that's the real highlight of the, the show is these places and these locations that most investigators can't get to. It's not easy to just you know hop on a flight and go over to Romania. But we bring you there, and you know we we hope that you can you can get a lot out of it. You know as much as you know the editors let you see.
2: <laughs> well, you know, and, and part of the editing is you know it looks to us like you're only there for for one night, but I know that you spend a number of days at each location, but. Having this opportunity to go all around the world and, and investigate paranormal activity, are you at least getting some time to enjoy these locations and to actually be tourists and, and, and learn about the places you're at as well as documenting evidence?
0: Well,
5: that's a good question. And, and the thing is, you really have to do your research about the location. Well, at least I do before I go because when we get there, it is, you know, you hit the ground running as soon as we get off the plane. And that's, that's no lie. Our schedules are jam packed from day to day we usually get one day off a week and on that day you know it's our downtime where we can go into the town and you know know, go to different restaurants and you know see the different sites um we so yeah we do get you know one day off a week which is nice and you know but but you know it's not enough time to absorb (laughs) i would love to be in a place you know like romania for at least a week but that's not feasible But, yeah, we do get to experience, you know, the culture. And as we're doing the show, we get to experience it. There's a lot of obstacles that come up, you know, language barriers, um, you know, trying to find food that we're sort of used to, you know. Um, But it's all good because, you know, every place is different. And it teaches you, it really taught me, for instance, like I have, you know, obviously never been a foreigner. You know, I've never gone to another country. And now I know what it's like. To be in somebody else's backyard, I know what it's like to be in somebody else's country. So, you have to appreciate, you know, you have to you really take in where you are at and appreciate that you're just, you know, experiencing this wonderful opportunity of a different culture, a different place. Um, but yeah, we do we do get to go out and, and check things out. Mo- mostly, we go out to hunt down good food. <laughs> <laughs> and
2: I've, I've noticed Shannon's really built up quite a t-shirt collection too. Each time you go to a different country, she's she's sporting a new t-shirt too. So.
5: Yeah, yeah. We we try to, you know, we try to do that. We try to get little collectibles. I mean, especially around Christmas, we had gotten in on the twenty-third, so it was a frenzy. Every moment we could that we had not filming, try to hit one of the stores to get a little token of where we were. Um, And Shannon, you know, she's, you know, she's so she's cute. She got her T-shirt collection, and you know, she's building that up. But uh, yeah, I mean, we all try to get little little trinkets to remind us of the places we've been but the best thing is the camera i mean we just take photographs like crazy and just burn them to a disc and share them with each other because you know you you see things that you just never will ever see again and you just want to capture that so there's nothing like a picture to do that so we we have those those great experiences always so you know i i hope the viewers can see that you know i hope they get a lot out of the places that we go to the locations and how different they are and you know, eventually the show will get increasingly better in many, many areas. I think it's good now. I think um, there's some tweaking to be done, but I, all in all, I think you know what you're in for. And the upcoming episodes are great, great stuff.
2: And I'm, I'm personally glad to hear that you're not getting a lot of downtime. Because that means that Shannon doesn't have time to go up against some of the world's best air hockey competitors, and I've got a huge challenge out there to her that I'm going to destroy her in in air hockey coming up real soon. So I'm glad she's not out there, you know, like going up against Finnish air hockey champions. Oh
5: well, she she imports her uh, air hockey equipment. Oh no, so I don't know about that. She's been practicing. Let me tell Uh, you.
2: You know, I'm going to invite her to our to our upcoming uh, birthday party coming up soon, and of course you're invited as well. But I'm going to actually bring my parents' air hockey table from their house down the street nice. and we're going to set it up and we're going to have it out
5: I'm telling you the girl's good she is good and I'm sure you are too but... well I'm
2: scared I'll, I'll admit it I am scared <laughs> alright Don, well we thank you for checking in with us
5: well thank you for having me and again guys congrats on two years and many many more to come I see great things happening for you guys and, and Matt filled me in on, on many things and I'm just wishing you guys the best He's doing a great job and uh, everybody out there listen to Spooky South Coast it's the best best radio station in the entire world.
2: Thank you very much, and best of luck with GHI, and hopefully we'll talk to you on your second anniversary and many more after that.
5: Sounds good to me. You guys, take care now. Take
2: care. Have a great night. Alrighty,
5: thanks. Bye-bye.
2: Donna LaCroix from Ghost Hunters International checking in, and one of our favorite guests here. We've had her here a number of times, and you know, we've we've gone out in the field with her and been at uh, different events with her, and she's just a, a wonderful, sweet person. She's exactly like she is on TV, only she's not nearly as scared as they make her look on those oh, couple episodes hardly. of GHI.
3: No, I mean, I, I'm really proud of what she's done on GHI, because in you know, the original Ghost Hunters, they made her look like, you know, the damsel in distress, or, mm-hmm. you know, and she really isn't like that, and you get to see that in the new GHI, she's out there charging hard, you know, after these things. She's not the little wimpish thing that she was originally played out to be with the original editing. This, you know, this really shows that she is a true go-getter. She is very dynamic and she's very forceful.
2: And I was very happy to see on the episode where they were uh, investigating the Abbey in, in Italy where they actually got an EVP in Italian. And luckily, the the gentleman Paulo, who had lived in the location, was able to translate for them. But I'm glad that they're capturing EVPs in different language because it'll answer that question for a lot of people who said, "Well, gee, you know, what's going to happen if they go out there and they get nothing but EVPs in English? Then you know, we're going to think the fix is in." And I was so happy that I saw that, and I was like, "See, you know, (laughs) it's not really restricted to, you know, just English. If if it was going to be one." language, You know, if there's one language everybody learns on the other side and that they're able to come back here, you know, granted that that might be English, but I was glad to see that it was in Italian and, you know, I get to learn a few new words <laughs> while I'm watching <laughs> it as well. So, and I've only watched the first two. I still got to catch up because, uh, uh, like I said, you know, I started watching X-Files and yeah. that just takes up all my time. But in uh, what I've seen so far, I'm glad that it stayed true to the Ghost Hunters format of – you know, it's it's more about the investigation than it is the the personalities involved. But a lot of people have kind of you know come down on the fact that they're a new group and that they're you know they don't really have that chemistry working together. I'm loving Which it. Makes no sense. I they,
3: mean, it's it's I, I like the idea of variety, sure, and it, different viewpoints. Because if you go over the same
2: thing, it becomes stagnant. I, I'm being brought into it like they're being brought into it. You know, if. Of this whole new thing being thrust on them and I'm feeling the excitement that they have of going to these locations and you know they, they seem kind of blown away by the history of some of it and, and I am too it, it doesn't seem like it's something that's that's forced you know it seems like right. hey you
3: know, not oh, the, I was going to say not that the original Ghost is no. forced I mean that's still a great show they still have a good format GHI is different now I think what the other people are missing the point of is Regular ghost hunters happens here in the United States, and Dono's trying to point this out they're in another country all right you're dealing with different types of cultural settings and things like that, so expecting an American type of investigation or American type of responses and this and that is ludicrous because they're not in America. Mm-hmm. You know, so I mean, it w- if they were back here in America doing investigations, it would probably look like another version of Ghost Hunters. I mean, but they're not in America.
2: What do you want it to be? Most Haunted. <laughs> oh. Okay, all right. We'll uh, we'll leave it at that. All right. Well, we have another call coming in. Good evening. You're on Spooky South Coast. How are you doing?
7: Good evening, Tim. How are you? Hey, it's
2: our very first guest ever, Keith Johnson.
7: It's good to be here again. It's
2: great to have you here. And every time that we've had you here. We appreciate all that you've done to to help us uh, here on Spooky South Coast.
7: Well, you're a great bunch of guys, you good people.
2: Thank you. and We are big fans of all that you do as well. Uh, Some new episodes uh, are up, too, of Ghosts and Near.
7: Certainly. Yep. And uh, we've got a new show coming up very soon. Our guest will be our mutual friend, Chris Balzano.
3: I'll be taking over camera one again.
7: Good. <laughs> we will have Matt there of course. Well,
2: uh, Chris Balzano is a a very very dear friend of mine. I think he's a wonderful person, but uh like me and Matt Costa, it probably won't be the prettiest show you've ever done. <laughs> I don't think Chris will mind me saying that cuz he's like us, you know, he's got a face made for radio and he says it himself all the time.
7: Well, it's uh, it's going to be a down-to-earth show. <laughs> That's for sure.
2: <laughs> now, uh what are some of the other uh, the guests that you've had recently?
7: Oh wow, well, we've we've had uh, we've had some pretty good guests. We've had Michael Bell, Dr. Michael Bell. Uh, of course, he's the uh, known as the official Rhode Island folklorist, and he's done much study on New England case histories of vampires, among other things. Which, of as you know, is one of my favorite topics. Mm-hmm. Um, we, of course, have had. Uh, the lovely Donna LaCroix on Matt was there for that yep yep and uh we've had quite a few few good guests on and I we've had an independent uh... film producer who, and uh... while he was on uh... Brian Hanwa was and uh... Sandra are analyzing photographs he brought in so that was some uh... kind of a uh, live action there analyzing it right on camera and um, We've had some pretty very good guests, so we're we're very proud of our lineup, and uh, we've got a lot more to come too. And
2: and I know that you make a number of appearances on on our show and, and other shows like ours. I mean, is there a, a a difference between going from being the guest and being the host? Is there a different mindset of how you prepare yourself?
7: Uh, well, I just. Uh... Make sure when I'm the, as you know, when I'm the interviewer, I make sure I have a lot of appropriate questions and let the conversation go and try to know when to shut up and let the guests talk. You know, that's not always easy, but it's more difficult for my brother, actually, than it is for me. And uh, Well, he's sure.
2: he's used to talking over you, so.
7: Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's very true. Very true. And, of course, uh, you, um, you and Matt and Matt were some uh, fascinating guests. We loved having you on. Well your show
2: always devolves if you have one of us on though because you know we're just we're too goofy I think for television.
7: Oh I but think we it's... appreciate you having us on. Yeah, well everybody gets to see the faces behind the voices, you know, and we're
3: and it proves that we do have, you know, the faces for radio. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, there's a reason why they stick you behind the camera when you go. They're like, No no, you work <laughs> behind the scenes, Moniz. Yeah. not a
7: problem. <laughs> yeah. of course uh when Matt Moniz was on I was uh kinda of wondering if we'd have the uh officials from the air force kind of checking us out there and everything he comes in with the uf oil you know soil samples and everything
2: i'm sure there were black helicopters flying outside the building
7: yeah that's right or taking pictures and everything and uh just the facts ma'am and you know i disavow any knowledge yeah well that's true but uh brought the proof though yep. brought, brought the samples
2: Now, we were listening, uh, Matt Costa and myself were listening earlier in the week to the very first episode of Spooky South Coast, which is up on our new website, our new SpookySouthCoast.com. But we were listening to that and just really just amazed at how well you handled us being newbies to this and uh, being our first episode and not really knowing what we were doing. And your patience was amazing, so I just want to thank you for that again.
7: Oh, you're very welcome. It was uh, my pleasure getting to know you guys.
2: And, of course, that first episode we had you on to talk about your class uh, at South Coast Learning here in New Bedford, and um, you have another class coming up.
7: Mm-hmm.
2: When's that one coming up?
7: Uh, you know, I'm not sure exactly when the date is, but <laughs> all the information is on our site. So all you have to do is go to nearparanormal.com and look at our appearances, and that will give you all the info you want.
2: And we have a link up on the links page of spookysouthcoast.com because we now offer links to everybody we've had on the show. It only <laughs> took two years, but... They are up there, and so you can check out nearparanormal.com and, and find that out, and that's where you can get all the uh, online archives of ghosts are near. Uh Has there been any word on uh, adding that to more cable systems? Because I know I'd love to be able to watch it up on my cable system up here.
7: Yeah, well, we're hoping. We're hoping. We're making, trying to make contacts, and uh, when that goes up, we'll certainly certainly let you know. You'll be the first to know. Excellent. All right, well, that'd you, be great. You we, know,
2: We thank you very much for, for sharing with us for these two years and, and hopefully for many more years to come.
7: Well, I look forward to being back again, and uh, hopefully you and I will be doing, you know, all of us will be doing some uh, on-site, uh, some more on-site broadcast and investigations, because uh, I love doing that, like broadcasting right from uh, right from the investigation where there's breaking news just coming right in.
2: Well, I just got a brand-new camera, so I'm mitching to get out in the field some
7: more. Oh, fantastic, fantastic. And I know uh, Mr. Moniz loves to do those uh, on-site oh, investigations right. and broadcasting live from there. And, uh
3: I definitely look forward to it, and I definitely want to have you uh, along on my next investigation.
7: For oh, you. I'd love to. And everybody gets nervous when all of a sudden they lose communication. Matt, Matt, hey, Matt, Matt, <laughs> you know, can anybody hear me? <laughs> I've been abducted. <laughs> yeah, right. Never know where he's going to turn up. You know, but uh... All
2: right, well, Keith, thank you so much, and uh, we'll definitely be talking to you soon. We've, we've got some great episodes coming up that we want to get you involved in.
7: Oh, fantastic. I look forward to it, Tim. All right, thanks. All right, you take care now, guys. Take
2: care. That is the first ever guest on Spooky South Coast, Keith Johnson. Checking in, check out his site, nearparanormal.com, N E A R, paranormal.com. We have another call here. Let's take it before we have to take a break, our last break of the hour. Hey, it's my favorite caller. That guy that just hums into the phone. Good evening around Spooky South Coast. How are you doing? Hey,
5: Tim.
8: Yes. Hello, it's Penny. Hey, how you doing? Good, how are you?
2: All right, Penny Dreadful, the star of Penny Dreadful's Shilling Shockers, and also one of our first guests.
8: That's right. I was just calling in to wish you guys a very happy anniversary.
2: Well, thank you very much, and thank you for being part of our show for these two years, and having us on your show as well. It was a pleasure. Hopefully uh, it wasn't the the, uh, the scariest show. Uh, you know, We're not really beautiful men, so...
8: Well, wow, come on, you handsome fellas on the show. It, it did send shivers down my spine, well, all it, the stories you told. It
2: works on your show, though. It <laughs> because, you know, you want to scare the crap out of people, and if you're going to scare the crap out of people, just put a camera in front of our faces. Oh, jeez, wow. <laughs> you know, and, and while we have you on here, we want to let everybody know that uh, the Rondo Classic Horror Awards are, are coming up, and you've been nominated for Best Horror Host of 2007. That's and right. Shilling Shocker season four for best independent production on DVD.
8: Yes, that's right. It was uh, it was a, a surprise and uh, very flattered to be nominated for those two awards. And uh, I hope uh, everyone out there in Radio Land goes and uh, checks out RondoAward.com dot com and votes for New England's most excellent horror hostess. And that's that's you know that's me. Of course, I'm very modest about that, but you know, So <laughs> definitely check it out.
2: Oh well, definitely make sure that everybody goes and they can. They can uh, go to, like you said, rondo, R-O-N-D-O, award.com. And, uh, they can, and you said they can also email their, their ballots as well.
8: That's right. You just copy and paste the ballot into an email. And uh, these awards are like classic horror awards. There's a movie of the year and uh, a book and a uh, magazine of the year and whatnot. And you just copy and paste that into an email. And you uh, email your choices to uh, taraco at aol.com. And that's T-A-R-A-C-O. Just go over there. You can vote for as, in as many or as few categories as you like, and just remember to be true to your goal and vote for Penny Dreadful.
3: You got my vote,
8: Penny. Oh, thank you, Matt. Aren't you sweet?
2: Yeah, we, of course, we always will vote for you. And we're going to go on multiple times. You can vote multiple times, right?
8: Uh, well, no, no. I think it's one one vote per person. But...
2: Well, no, one vote per person per computer. If I go to like four or five hundred different computers, I can. Three, four, or five hundred uh, different votes.
8: Wow, wow, that's that's pretty
2: hardcore. I don't know that many computers, but I'll, I'll at least hit as many as I can find.
8: <laughs> well, uh, we, we we're playing fair here, but if you know, if you, I I'm, I take no responsibility for that for the black <laughs> magic that that Tim is letting loose on these uh, these computers here.
2: Well, uh, maybe we can have our our new uh, our new web design guy hack into the system, but yeah, we, we won't tell you about that. We won't tell you. About that. <laughs> So and and you have some uh, some episodes uh, airing right now, on because we don't have the TV on here in the studio, so but normally you are on the same time we are.
8: Um, in uh, I think in Fairhaven we are and on Saturdays, but uh, in New Bedford we're on on Fridays now, Friday nights. Still at ten o'clock. At Friday nights at ten o'clock, right?
2: And uh, what? And you guys are in season five now, or is season five in production?
8: Se- season five is in production. We're about to to wrap. Filming on that, and we're going to start the editing process, and that'll be coming out uh, early this spring. So we have all kinds of spooky movies, like Horror Express with Christopher Lee, and uh, of course we have Attack of the Giant Leeches. That's a that's one that uh, you can sort of fast forward through most of that one, and you won't miss much. But but that's all right because uh, it's good times. Attack of the Giant.
2: And, and now, are you are you finding these movies? Uh, are you finding more and more of these movies out in the public domain, or is it getting harder to find some?
8: Oh, there's 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 plenty of movies that that are there in the public domain that have sort of been discarded. So we're, I don't think we're going to run out for a while. We have plenty plenty to go. But as we go along, we're you know I think we ran through the the good ones early on, and we're starting <laughs> to, to scrape the bottom of the barrel here. But but there are plenty down there. So I don't think I'll run out anytime soon. But
2: but <laughs> scraping the bottom of the barrel uh, is kind of better sometimes in your role because it, it allows you guys to play around more with, with the material that you're presenting oh
8: definitely, it, it makes it a lot easier to, to spoof the movie for sure, There's a, you know, you, you can't go, you, there's, there isn't much lower you can go than Attack of the Giant Leeches, so, so there's plenty of, of a wealth of comedy material there to, to to plumb So
2: well, you know, if you need any help with the Giant Leeches episode, you can always call us because when it comes to comedy, the three of us suck
8: <laughs> oh come on, jeez! What is this? Beat up on on Spooky South Coast Day? Do, well, do, do, do. Come on, guys! Well, we start.
2: We started off like you know, in love with ourselves when we started the uh, the show off tonight. You know, so happy because it was uh, indeed our second anniversary. <laughs>
8: So uh,
2: we, we had enough, we, we had enough uh, of a love fest for ourselves, so now we've got to kind of even out the score a little
8: bit. I see. All right. Well, I'm going to have to work on a, on a self-confidence spell for you. I can probably whip something like that up for you soon.
2: Oh, I, once, once I'm off the air, I don't lack in that. That's for sure. Okay. I can bottle mine up, and you can use it in a potion.
8: Wonderful, wonderful. Right. Well, well, I hope you guys have a wonderful year ahead. I know you're going to be doing some really cool stuff. I'm a big fan of the show, and I, I've been telling tell everybody about it. And I think uh, I'm, I'm, I'm I see what in my my scrying mirror. I see all kinds of excellent things happening in the upcoming year for you fellas.
2: Thank you, and likewise, we wish you continued success with Penny Dreadful Shilling Shockers. You can go to shillingshockers.com to find out more. And Make sure you go to rondoaward.com and vote as well. That's right. Be true to your ghoul. There you go. All right. Well, thank you for checking in. We'll talk to you real soon.
8: Bye, guys. Take care. Bye, bye.
2: There you have it. The horror hostess with the most is Penny Dreadful. And you know, just another one of those weird things when we started the show, Matt happened to see a flyer for their show, and you know we got in touch with them and brought them in, and, and Penny and Guru, and they're all wonderful people, and just another perfect example of how it all comes together. I've been
3: looking them up online, pulling up old episodes. Sometimes when I'm you know babysitting from my sister or whatever, and... Hacking around on the computer, yeah, because I like those old cheesy horror movies.
2: Yeah, and cheesy can be fun, as you know, you learn each and every week if you listen to Spooky South Coast. All right, well, we're going to take our last break here and go right into the news. When we come back on the other side, we'll have more, including a couple big conferences, so stay tuned here on Spooky South Coast.
0: Lost civilizations, extraterrestrials, myths and monsters missing persons magic and witchcraft unexplained phenomena
2: for 58 years fate has provided true reports of the strange and unknown fate is a factual magazine containing articles by experts in all walks of life and by others just like you who have had something dynamic significant and truthful to say keep up with the latest on all aspects of the paranormal angels and miracles psychic phenomena ghosts ufos and much much more to subscribe, call now at 1-800-728-2730 or visit their website at Fatemag.com. That's 1-800-728-2730 or www.fatemag.com. What are you waiting for? Your fate awaits.
0: Ready or not, here I come. You can't hide. You can't hide. Here's more of Spooky South Coast. Great coogly moogly. I'm not afraid, you will be. Me. Welcome to the South Coast. Look, I know the supernatural is something that isn't supposed to happen.
2: Welcome back. Hour number two of the second anniversary show here on Spooky South Coast. Oh oh Mon- Moniz blew his out. That's why we brought extras, Moniz. Don't worry. The party will continue. Back here with hour number two, uh, we had a great first hour with uh, Donna LaCroix, Keith Johnson, and Penny Dreadful all checking in. And uh, in this hour, we're going to tell you about a couple upcoming conferences that you don't want to miss, as well as some other paranormal events happening uh, around this area. But uh, w- one thing that uh, I do want to mention um, before we go any further is I want to remind everybody about the new SpookySouthCoast.com. Uh, w- one of the things that I want to do there is I want to make it a reason for people to go to every day. Uh, you know, Say you download the show on Monday and you listen to the show on Monday and you don't have any reason to go there the rest of the week. Well, we want you to go there because we want you to be part of this community and, and, and part of this conversation that we have every week. So uh, what, one of the things that I want to do is I want to start offering uh, guest blogs on the latest news page. That's the uh, what formerly was known as the blog on the old dot com. We want to get some guests' perspective. So if there's ever anything that you feel about the paranormal world in general, or you know you want to talk about a certain subject matter, a certain type of phenomena, uh, not no you know not bashing a show or, or or bashing another group, but if there's something that you have to say that you think is important. Email it to us, spookycrew at spookysouthcoast dot com, and uh, we'll put it up there if uh, we think that the community in general can benefit from reading it. So, because you know, it's it's we want it to be your voice too. I mean, it's not just our voice. Although, granted, you know, it's our it's our voices that you hear way too much on spookysouthcoast.com dot com because you know, we have to talk. But uh, speaking of talk shows, we have uh, the producer extraordinaire of Beyond Reality Radio, Jason and Grant Show on sister station WPRO in Providence. Her name is Amy Bruni. She's putting together a great new uh, convention coming out called Ghost Rush. We're going to talk to her about that right now before she starts her investigation. How are you tonight, Amy?
9: I'm great. How are you guys?
2: All right. Now, can you tell us where you're going to be investigating? Or is it kind of uh, private?
9: Oh, tonight. It's actually it's a residence, um, but it's in Auburn, California, which is another Ghost Rush town. So it's kind of uh, appropriate.
2: <laughs> now, I'm not too familiar with uh, Volcano, California. Uh, where exactly is it located?
9: Volcano is about 45 minutes outside of Sacramento, so what a lot of people don't know is that in the foothills of northern California, there are a lot of neat little um, little towns that used to be big mining towns, but they're all just a lot smaller now, and nobody's mining anymore, obviously, so. <laughs> but Volcano is one of those, and it's a lot smaller. It's only, it only has about a population of about 100 people.
2: Well, you're not mining for gold, but you are mining for ghosts. Yeah, we
9: will be mining for ghosts. Um, not a lot of money in it, but we're doing it anyway.
2: And is this a, an area that has a, a lot of haunted activity? I can only imagine with some of the the tragedies that befell a lot of the prospectors that went out there and just how rough and tumble California was back in those days. You know, there must be a high level of spirits left over from, from that time period, at, le- at least.
9: Oh, absolutely. And the coolest thing about Volcano in particular is it's one of the towns that is still relatively untouched. A lot of these other towns, you know, we have like Placerville and Auburn, the... They've become almost, you know, there are a lot more people living there now, but Volcano's still very quiet. You know, it's the town kind of kept its secret for a long time, what goes on there. And just in the last few months, you know, it's really starting to come out now that we're having the conference there. Like, we just had a big story in the Sacramento Bee and everything. And so they're not so hidden anymore. But <laughs> yeah.
2: Well, and then once, once everybody descends upon Volcano for a ghost rush, it'll just get even crazier.
9: Yeah, I don't know if they realize what they're in for. They're very excited <laughs> about it now. <laughs> but I said, you know, you're going to have group after group I'm trying to get in here now.
2: Yeah, the, uh, the the tourism bureau is just like one little old lady with a with a phone and a notepad and.
9: You know, it's funny. You're like pretty much right. There, <laughs> the tourism bureau is across the street from the St. George Hotel. There's like a little travel kiosk kind of thing, and I I think they're open just whenever they show up.
2: But <laughs> pretty much, yeah, and that's that's. That's pretty much how any one of those places work, but yeah, exactly. Even even slower out there in Volcano, but now it's all going to change because you're bringing in uh, Chris Williams from from Ghost Hunters, uh, Jeff Belanger, who you know, good luck with that guy.
6: <laughs> oh, I know he's trouble.
2: He's nuts. Lloyd <laughs> Auerbach, uh, paranormal author and investigator Constantinos, Todd Sheets, the host of Night Watch, uh, psychic Tiffany Johnson, uh, a whole bunch more people, including uh, some some guy here. You have some guy on your website named Matt Moniz.
9: Yeah, I don't know um, where we found him, but... um, Under a rock. (laughs) No, we're very excited to have Matt come out. That's going to be awesome.
2: And, uh, you know, if you want to keep him out there for a couple more days, that's fine. Just make sure he's back before the show on the next week.
3: I wouldn't mind. (laughs) I'll I'll go out there and hunt with her. No problem.
2: (laughs) Yeah, California's pretty awesome, so... And, and this is on March uh, 28th through the 30th in Volcano, California, and the the hotel where you're having the the event at. Now that has a reputation of being haunted.
9: Yeah, very much so, and um, yeah, it's it's called the St. George Hotel. It, it's this. It actually had two hotels on that site beforehand, but they burned down, both of them did, and so then they finally rebuilt this hotel and made it out of stone uh so it wouldn't burn down and uh, it's been there ever since. But it has there were people that obviously perished in the fires and then plus the whole town there's just a lot of uh violence that happened in that town in general back in the mining days. So uh and the hotel used to be of course a brothel. Everything seems to have been a brothel at one time or another.
2: <laughs> Only the good stuff anyway. I'm sorry? Only the good stuff used to be a brothel.
9: Oh yeah, exactly. And so. the better stuff still is
2: <laughs> So, And now, now now that we have your other phone here, too, let's talk to you a little bit about uh, about Beyond Reality Because, you know, we don't get a lot of opportunity to talk about it here on on WBSM Because, you know, they they won't carry the show Because <laughs> they have to
4: carry sports Well, we'll get
2: there, hopefully Hopefully, yeah, but, I mean, it, it's, it's a great show and, and Jason and Grant do a terrific job And they're on right before us every Saturday night So if you're not checking them out, you have every reason to Uh, have a great paranormal block all night long but i mean what you've been able to do and some of the guests that you brought in you've really brought things into a a unique fashion and i think it shows people that jason and grant have an interest in more things than just ghosts
9: right and that's that's actually been a bit of a challenge is you know jason and grant have a huge following of of ghost people and uh, so slowly i'm trying to to kind of acclimate them to other paranormal topics and then you know use that to bring in more you know a larger audience so um it's been interesting
2: <laughs> and i i really I really feel for them sometimes in in the the way that they have the show set up because uh, when when they open up those phone lines and people start calling in, I mean, they're just, I finally get a chance to talk to you guys. I have to tell you about what's going on in my house. You know what I mean? So, I mean, they're just getting oh, yeah. barraged with with reports.
9: Yeah, we had to really step up the call screening because we have to kind of reiterate when people call in – now you're calling about our topic, right? You want to talk about Bigfoot or UFOs tonight, right? <laughs> but they'll tell you that, like, and
2: they'll <laughs> tell you that to the call screener and then once they get on the air it's a different story.
9: Yeah, they're just gushing. We love you, Jay and Grant. And
2: <laughs> but they they have um they have put some wonderful episodes together and they've had some great guests, some people that we've had here and and some new uh people that I have even had, I haven't even heard of in the past and when i see the the guest list and i see when you start to get involved i'm like ah i noticed the connection
9: <laughs> well it helps that i've you know i've had i've been studying or not really studying but i'm just i have a huge passion for all sorts of paranormal topics so i basically just kind of go out and say what do i want to hear about this week <laughs> and so it's a unique opportunity that's, for me that's how we
2: it. book this show really it's, you know, what, what interests us? What do we think other people would find interesting? And that's, that's all that it takes.
3: Yeah, then yeah. both of you wind up calling me asking if I have this person's number.
2: Yeah, you know, Matt has
9: been a lifesaver on more than one occasion. <laughs> I've called him a few times saying, uh, I need help.
3: <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. We've all I'm glad done. to help you anyway, Amy. Uh, anytime, anytime.
2: And uh, if, I could, if I could take this opportunity, I'd be remiss if I don't take this opportunity to help out a good friend of Spooky South Coast while well, we have the producer of Beyond Reality on, Chris Bolzano. You might want to have him on the show. Oh, okay. All right, Got so uh, I'll, I'll <laughs> forward you all of his information. We'll get you a copy of the book. and. Uh, just, oh yeah, that's right. That's right. I heard on your uh, your last episode, you guys talking about. Yeah, and it, you definitely want just the stories that have come out of the Freetown State Forest. And I know it doesn't really have the the national appeal because it's a, a local place, but it's it's a story that people all over will find fascinating. You yeah, know,
9: no, I I love local interest stories because a lot of those national stories have been just played out, sure. and uh, and people want to hear new stuff. So I, I like that kind of thing.
2: All right, so ghostrush.com is the website. People can go there and find out all the information. And are tickets available now? Or
9: Yeah, they're available. And I mean, we're definitely selling them, so people should get on there soon.
2: Yeah, hurry up, because you don't want to wait. March 28th through the 30th, Volcano, California, ghostrush.com. That's all right, well, it. thank you for joining us, Amy. We'll let you get back to your investigation. Good luck and stay safe.
9: Awesome. Thank you, guys. Have a good night. Happy anniversary. Soon. Thank you. Uh-huh, thank bye-bye. you. Bye-bye. <laughs>
2: All right, we have uh, another call here. Why don't we take this call here before we get into the week and weird? Good evening. around Spooky South Coast. How are you doing?
6: Hi, this is Debbie from Stubborn Support. And hey, how are you doing? with me, too. How are you? Good. Happy anniversary.
2: We hear you're in a, a pretty special location tonight.
6: Yes, we are. Yes, we are. For the first time, we're here, and we're going to be here for 10 days. And um, hopefully we'll have some good information by next Saturday. Where's here? So, you're you're um, in
2: Ros- Roswell, New Mexico. Yep.
6: Whereabouts? Yep, Whereabouts in Roswell are you? Excuse
2: me. Whereabouts in Roswell are you?
6: Well, right now we just uh, we, we just arrived about an hour and a half ago from uh, we're we're in Albuquerque. We're going to Roswell um, tomorrow. So yeah. we're in Albuquerque now, and we will head to Roswell tomorrow.
2: Now don't forget: um, take a left. Take a left.
6: <laughs> you got
2: to take that left turn at Albuquerque
6: in <laughs> albuquerque okay bugs <laughs> okay
2: bugs. <laughs> but uh, and so you're going to be out there and you're going to be uh immersing yourself in the the ufo culture there
6: yes we are we have flyers and and cards and stuff to to give out because we do have the the Starborn support going on now um for any person who thinks or knows that they've been having experiences with um Aliens, abductees, um, any experiences like that, missing time, anything—we're there for them um, because we've been going through it all our lives. So,
2: and and how can people contact Starborn Support?
6: Well, we have a number. They can call. Um, they can go on MySpace. We have a MySpace. It's um, Starborn Support. The number is two zero seven five three nine. 1033. Anybody can call, leave a message and we can call them back.
2: And and you want more than just people who have, have been who think they've been abducted. You, you probably we, want some... We
6: want any information. Any information about about this.
2: And probably some people who have experienced counseling uh people exactly. who've been abducted. And...
6: Exactly. Counselor anybody that's been counselor counseled um anybody that's thinks but god doesn't know if they've been abducted anybody who's you know if their child is going through stuff um anything like that we're here to to counsel because we've been my, my whole family has been involved in it all our lives.
2: and so far you're getting a lot of uh, a lot of positive reaction from people who are, are joining yes, up we with are the program. Getting
6: a lot of positive reaction um yep yeah, it's still no it's up new and upcoming but we're in roswell now and we were expecting you know a lot more response when we leave yeah, we're going to do a night watch show on tuesday night from roswell excellent yep and um i think i do believe we'll still be here in roswell on saturday right so we can call back the show on saturday okay and give you the update of what's going on
2: Sounds good. All right, well, we'll let you get get settled in and get some rest because uh, I'm sure if you just flew into Albuquerque, your arms are tired.
6: Yeah, well, yeah, it's first time in Albuquerque, and it's, it's a beautiful, beautiful state. I okay. love
2: it. Remember, take that left turn.
6: I will take that left turn. <laughs> All, right.
2: All right, we'll talk to you soon. Thank you for checking in.
6: Okay, thank you. Good night. All right, bye-bye.
2: That is uh, Audrey and Debbie of Starborn Support. Check them out, uh, myspace.com slash starbornsupport. And, you know, even if you haven't had a UFO abduction experience, but you think that you can counsel people who have, if you have some credentials in that field, or uh, maybe you want to just offer your expertise in in other areas of, uh, you know, anything related to helping these people out. I mean, I think it's a great cause and something that we totally support.
4: Yeah.
3: This has helped them both because... For many years, they were, you know, having to deal with this without anybody really helping them, other than myself, um, Joe Nyman, and occasionally Bud trying to help out. And uh, they've they become comfortable with what's happening to them. Now they're offering the same type of support that they received through us. To other people To try and help And give that's back. That's yeah.
2: important It's not just somebody Who has an interest In UFOs And wants to kind of Exploit people Who've had abduction No These are
3: people That have been through it And you know Just like You know Veterans of wars Helping other veterans deal Absolutely with. Yeah, yeah Same kind of thing
2: Alright so definitely Check them out com Slash Starborn Support And uh, you can Get in touch with them To find out more Now one more thing We want to tell you about Before the week in weird February 29th 2008 Coming up next month The Cape and Islands Paranormal Research Society's Cape Cod Community College Paranormal Lecture Series continues with special guest, friend of Spooky South Coast, but not a number of times, John Zaffis. Uh, He'll talk about haunted items, exorcisms, and possessions. Uh, He'll tell you some about his true documented cases and the work he is doing today in the field. Mr. Zaffis is a longtime friend of Capers. He'll be discussing some of the cases where he had to go remove haunted items and where they wind up at his museum. He will go over some of his cases of possession where an exorcism had to be performed and what the outcome was. The evening will be full of exciting and chilling stories and it will be a multimedia presentation. The topic haunted items, exorcisms, and possessions, January twenty ninth, I'm sorry, February twenty-ninth, two thousand seven, Lecture Hall B of Cape Cod Community College from seven to nine PM. And the cost, of course, is free, but donations are always appreciated. For more information, go to Capers.com, dot scom and it's linked up on the links page at the all-new SpookySouthCoast.com. All new com. alright let's take this call because the phone lines are fast and furious tonight. Good evening around Spooky South Coast. How are you doing? Hey,
6: guys. How are you? Good. How are you? Oh, we're pretty good. It's uh, Luann and her wheeling for the ghosts out here in uh, Fall River on investigation. Oh,
2: a, a private residence or...?
6: Uh, No, I'm not really sure if we're supposed to disclose the location, but it it is a pretty popular little spot out here, I would say.
2: And uh, what kind of activity do you have going on? Anything so far?
6: Um, Well, we've heard a lot of noises. Um, We've got some possible photos here. Um, People are hearing voices tonight, male and female. Um, Pretty much just uh, checking this whole place out. We're having a, a good time here.
2: And is is Gabby with you?
6: We got Gabby, yeah. Gabby and Crystal with me. You want to talk to Gabby? Well, you can just tell her we say hello. Oh, I don't want to bother if she's in the,
2: if she's in the middle of uh, doing some work.
6: She says hello. No, we're goofing off. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, <laughs> we're then taking we're taking a break we're... and goofing off to call Spooky South Coast on the anniversary. Happy anniversary, by the way. Thank
2: you so much. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> you were one of our original callers, and you were one of the the first people to really support what it is that we were doing, and we thank you for that. And we know that you have been out there in the community telling people about the show, and we've been out there telling people about Wailing City Ghosts. And, you know, I think it's just it was the perfect example of, of two forces coming together at the right time.
6: Yeah, I I think it's a great partnership. We're actually out working with another local group, FCPI, South Coast Paranormal Investigators.
2: And they're and new on the scene, do, we but we do like to
6: do cooperative work. We all should be cooperating out there. They're,
2: they're new on the scene, uh, SCPI, but they've really, you know, they've really put forth the effort to to make their group happen. Uh, how, are, how are how are they as investigators?
6: Well, they're a great team. They they are young, you know, but they're they doing really well. They're trying, you know, really hard out there. They they work together with other people very well. Um, they take a good approach to things.
2: And, of course, and we'll try be trying
6: to disprove what they can and, you know, use the technical equipment that they have to see if they can capture evidence.
2: Well, we'll be glad to utilize them on a future investigation as well.
6: Oh, great. Yeah, and, I think you'll enjoy them. They're they're a great group of people.
2: And, of course, you know, we'll always be uh, ringing up your phones and knocking down your doors as well.
6: Hey, that's all right. You come on over.
2: All right. Well, thank you for checking in, and, and we hope to talk to you many more times as we go forward here with, you know, all the way up to our 50th anniversary.
6: Oh, I'm sure you will if I live that long. <laughs> All right. Take care and stay well, safe hey, tonight. you might see me as a ghost. I'll come and goose
2: you. That's true. <laughs> All right, yeah, go for Moniz. He likes that stuff. I'm ticklish.
4: Oh, he likes that. Oh, I can't All believe right, I said that
2: on the that. air. Oh, no, I'm dead now. <laughs> Everybody goose Moniz. He likes that.
4: All right.
6: <laughs> Thank you
2: very much. Take care.
6: Okay, you too, guys.
2: Bye-bye. Alright, we have just a few minutes here before we have to go to our, our next guest, so why don't we try and quickly squeeze out The Week and Weird?
0: Oh, well, I got a great show for you today with some wonderful weird stuff. Yeah, be, a week. I feel, I feel so very weird. Week.
2: <laughs> the Week and Weird. All right, our first story comes from the Washington Post, but it's uh, linked up on the website of the local newspaper here, which I can't say. Some call it, quote, the fiber disease, but most refer to it as Morgellons, a name taken from a similar condition of children wasting away with harsh hairs described in the 17th century. The catalog of symptoms for Morgellons includes crawling, biting, and stinging sensations, granules, itching, threads of black speck-like materials on or beneath the skin, skin lesions, fatigue, joint pain, and the presence of blue, red, green, clear, or white fibers. Other symptoms supposedly include what some sufferers politely refer to as, quote, neurological effects, such as mental confusion, short-term memory loss, and hallucinations. Many Morgellons sufferers report they have lost their jobs, their homes, their spouses, and even have their children taken away because of the disease. Whatever it is, most doctors believe it's purely delusional, Morgellons has become a grassroots web phenomenon. Google it. Nearly 162,000 references show up. Many of them chock full of vivid color photographs of what people claim are strange, colorful fibers growing under their skin. Several other sufferers have taken graphic videos of themselves poking with tweezers at what appear to be fiber-entangled lesions and then posted them on YouTube. Long online discussions ramble on about the latest conspiracy theories that cause the disease, whether it be poisonous chemicals produced by the government and spread by jet contrails, the so-called chemtrails, aliens, artificial intelligent nanotechnology, genetic engineering, or a government bioweapon gone awry. Maybe it's even the Borg. Other debate the latest expensive cure-alls, such as antibiotics, antifungal creams, vitamin supplements, liquid silver, food grade, uh, diometaseous earth, deworming medication meant for cattle. But look on the official American Academy of Dermatology website, and Morgellons isn't there. Uh, And also, uh, if you search for it on the National Institute of Health website, it returns this no page is found. There is only one study of Morgellons in a peer-reviewed medical journal, The Holy Grail for Western Medicine. So despite the extreme skepticism in medical circles, the federal government is now taking Morgellons seriously because of pressure from sufferers of the Morgellons Research Foundation, the nonprofit organization founded in 2002. Uh, Also, more than 40 members of both parties of Congress, including presidential candidates Hillary Rodham Clinton, Barack Obama, and John McCain have leaned on the Center for Disease Control and Prevention, the nation's public health watchdog, to look into Morgellons disease. As a result, the CDC has budgeted nearly $1 million over the next two years for Morgellons research and is undertaking the first epidemiological study of what is being called an unexplained dermopathy. Uh, and just some of the things that are going on with this, I mean, they're, they're putting together this 12-person panel, including psychiatrists, just because... There is the possibility that it is purely mental, but, I mean, Morgellons is something that we're hearing more and more about, Matt Moniz, and it's something that I think, you know, if there is something to it, if there's all these evidence videos, I mean, is skin lesions under the skin of fibers, is that something you can fake pretty easily?
3: I wouldn't say easily.
2: Not, not, uh, it'd be pretty gross, too. I it'd
3: mean, be pretty painful.
2: But uh, Matt Costa and I, we saw a pretty faked video of somebody with a, an ana- anatomical problem earlier
1: this week. We did.
2: And that looked pretty real. But well, uh, we were able to debunk that.
1: Yeah, definitely. So
2: We'll tell you about that later. It's, it's definitely saw. not fit for, for the no. WBSM airwaves. Well, maybe we'll even show you the video.
4: Okay. All
2: right. Matt Moniz, what do you have for us? Okay.
3: From to the to BBC News. An important step has been taken in the quest to create a synthetic life form. A U.S. team reports in Science Magazine how it built the entire DNA code of a common bacteria in a laboratory using blocks of genetic material. The group hopes eventually to use the engineered genomes to make organisms that can produce clean fuels and take carbon dioxide out of the atmosphere. Publication of the research gives others a chance to scrutinize it. Some have ethical concerns, though. These critics have been calling for several years now for the debate on the risk of creating artificial life in the test tube. But Dr. Hamilton Smith, who was part of the science study, said that the team regarded its lab-made genome, a laboratory copy of DNA used by the bacterium, microplasm, genitalium, as a step towards synthetic rather than artificial life. He told BBC News, We like to distinguish synthetic life from artificial life. With synthetic life, we were redesigning the cell's chromosomes, we're not creating a whole new artificial life system. The team of 17 scientists constructed the bacterial genome by chemically synthesizing small blocks of DNA. These were grown up in a bacterium and knitted together into bigger pieces, so called cassettes of genomes. The research ended up with several large chunks of DNA that were joined to make a circular genome of a synthetic version of the microplasma. They have named the the microplasm J-C-V-I-1.0 after their research center, the the J. Craig Vetter Institute in Rockville, Maryland, in the United States. Dr. Craig Venter, who was... the who was involved in the race to decode the human genome, believes tailor-made microorganisms can become efficient producers of non-polluting fuels such as hydrogen. Other synthetic bacteria could be made to take up greenhouse gases, he also believes. It sets the stage for what we hope is going to be a new approach to engineering organisms, said co-researcher Dr. Smith.
2: Of course, what worries me about that is, can't they just create new viruses?
3: My question is, how did they get Dr. Smith off the Jupiter-12?
2: There you go. <laughs> you, know
1: <laughs>
2: yeah, you do. Just read your story. Try to hide your nerdiness. <laughs>
1: oh, sorry. The Air Force's classified test range at Groom Lake, Nevada, and its restric- restricted airspace has been called Dreamland, Paradise Ranch, The Box, and most famously, Area 51. No such place. Well, don't Where's throw this whole about? story
2: off the okay. window yet. Let it finish.
1: <laughs> Did I get all the names, though? Most of them? Most of them, yeah. I, I thought think.
2: the Paradise Ranch was somewhere else in Nevada.
1: <laughs> I think that's the Bunny Ranch. Okay. Okay. That's <laughs> I don't know what that is. Either. We're going to do a live all remote right. from there soon. <laughs> I volunteer. Now there's a less romantic moniker to throw on the pile. Homie Airport, according to New... According to a few civilian aviation journals, Homie Airport now appears as the official name for a certain airbase near a certain dry lake bed in Nevada. According to reports in the website of Aircraft Owners and Pilots Association, as well as the Daily Aviator blogger, new editions of, of flight planning software and civilian aviators' GPS gear list the name of the official designation as KXTA. The K is designated as... Indicates the, the fields of the United States, and the XT and A supposedly stands for extraterrestrial airport. Captain Justin Martin, a spokesperson for Nellis Air Force Base, which, which sits 85 miles south of Homey Airport and is responsible for the airspace and any ground facilities, said that we already know about the designation, but it doesn't have any effect on the operations of the base and didn't know the origin of the name Homey Airport. Featured in movies, TV shows, and video games, Area 51 is likely to be the most famous, top-secret facility in the world and a, and a favorite component of UFO and military conspiracy theories. The Department of Defense didn't didn't even acknowledge the base existed until 1994 when the former base employees sued the, gov- sued the government claiming they'd been poisoned by hazardous materials used at the base for research and stealth technology. And that's from air force times magazine
2: you know i actually contacted them to get a a a statement from their pr people about whether or not they they did have aliens there and i said you know are there alien artifacts at homie airport and do you know what they told me they told me homie don't play that (laughs) so (laughs) there you go all right one more Uh... quick story homie don't play that I know it's only our second anniversary, but we're at least old enough to remember Homie Don't Play That. Homie the clown, don't mess around. <laughs> Alright, our last story comes from Ananova.com, the world's hairiest man, and he's not Matt Moniz or Matt Costa, believe it or not. This guy's way worse. Is looking for a new love on the internet after breaking up with his girlfriend. I'm sorry, I smell a challenge. <laughs> of course, when you break up with your girlfriend, where's the first place you go to if you're a really hairy guy? The internet. Yu Zhuanhan, recognized in 2002 as the world's hairiest man by the Guinness Book of Records, is using an online dating agency. I was amazed to see his picture there since I had been hearing he was going to get married soon, so I called the media, said the person who broke the story, a.k.a. ratted him out, who wants to remain anonymous. Yu, 29, confirmed, quote, We got to know each other through the internet and had been seeing each other for three years. Unfortunately, our relationship has come to an end. Yeah, when she met him. As most online relationships do,
4: <laughs>
2: he added. My whole body is covered with hair, and my parents are worried I won't be able to find a wife. Many girls are shocked when they see me in person. I feel like King Kong—hideous, but with a soft and tender heart. He told an online Chinese website. I don't mean to, to dog on the guy. A yeah, Dog? He looks like a dog. You have to see the picture. I don't mean to, you know, crack on somebody that has these problems. But I mean, you're on an online dating website. What do you think's gonna happen? I mean, I can't picture the uh, the E Harmony guy in the commercial. This will be, hey, if you're a really hairy guy, go to E Harmony and we'll find you a really hairy woman. But there must be some sort of lyco th- like ly- woman who can you know meet this guy online and maybe they can get together and maybe,
1: maybe a woman who works for the Nair Corporation.
2: Yeah, there you go. Or maybe like a school lunch lady. <laughs> you know, they were always hairy.
3: Gillette's headquartered up here.
2: Exactly. That's true. We yeah. should br- we should we should bring him up here and just get him a, a good old waxing, and then see what happens. I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure he's a very nice guy. He sounds like he's a very nice guy, but you know,
3: I just get scenes of the forty year old virgin running through my head.
2: Oh. <sighs> you know what Larry David would say about this guy? <laughs> <laughs> All right, why don't we take our last break of the night. When we come back, we will talk about TAPSCon, the new convention coming up this summer featuring all the members of TAPS. And we will talk to Nancy Planeta, who is putting that convention together in just a few minutes here on Spooky South Coast.
0: Alive, it's alive, it's alive! Gaming from the studios of AM 1420 WBSM into the night and beyond. Here's more of Spooky South Coast.
2: That's right, we are alive. Alive in two years running. Happy anniversary. Of course, we just blew out Nancy's eardrums on the phone while she's waiting on hold. But this is the second anniversary show of Spooky South Coast. Remember, don't forget the all-new SpookySouthCoast.com, newly redesigned. If you've been to it before, you haven't been to it like this. Uh, the show archives are up there, so much easier to get to. Latest news, uh, media page where you can see some of our appearances on other things, and and uh, there's actually a new Google. I'm sorry, a new YouTube video up. If you go to YouTube right now, type in Spooky South Coast in the search box, you're going to see a brand new video that we just put up today. It's a, a few minutes behind the madness here at Spooky South Coast. We taped it last week during the show. Just a few minutes with uh, Tim Benall, Chris Balzano, Chris Balzano Lucky, uh, the two Mats and myself. We're here uh, filming you know, during the show. Uh, it's, it's real brief, but just to give you guys an idea of what goes on here in the studio, we'll be putting up more videos in the future. You know, Now that I have a camera, we can do that kind of stuff. So... And stay tuned because we'll have all kinds of craziness up there for you as well. Maybe even some some behind-the-scenes, uh, off-the-air kind of stuff as well, some stuff from investigations, you know, all kinds of stuff. Now we'd like to talk to Nancy Planeta, who has put together TAPSCon, the first-ever TAPS convention. And it's coming up July 19th through the 20th at the Belleville Biltmore Resort Hotel and Spa in Clearwater, Florida. And you, you don't want to miss this one, folks, because wait till you see the guest list. We'll talk to Nancy about that right now. Good evening, Nancy. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you guys? We're doing wonderful. We're we're continuing our trend here tonight of of talking to the behind-the-scenes people of other radio shows, <laughs> because uh, <laughs> you, you work uh, for TAPS Family Radio.
10: Correct. I'm the program director.
2: And uh, in that capacity, is it your fault that we have to blame that Matt Moniz is going to be on your show this Wednesday?
10: <laughs> you know, I'm telling you, man, he squeezed his way into my heart. Man has a lot of knowledge. We really look forward to having
2: him on. Yeah, he'll be a great guest, actually, because he'll never talk enough here for me. But you know, when you guys have him on, you won't be able to shut him up. You... Well, I, <laughs> I I talk to you enough outside That's of the radio true. show, mm-hmm. but uh, no, he's he he will do a great job. Uh, just uh, make sure that you uh, make sure that you rein him in sometimes because he gets a little chatty. Oh, trust <laughs> me, he'll
10: he'll have fun with my host, then.
2: <laughs> and of course, Tap's Family Radio. For those who don't know about it, and how can you not? Uh, You guys are on Blog Talk Radio? Correct. And so you can just go to their website, blogtalkradio.com, and search for TAPS Family Radio? Correct.
10: Correct. And
2: and you're also on MySpace, too.
10: We have a MySpace as well as our own um, URL, which is www.tapsfamilyradio.com.
2: Okay. Even better. And, of course, uh, we're talking about TAPSCon, which is at tapscon.com. And how did it come about to put together the first TAPS Convention?
10: Well, it kind of started as a brainchild between Brent and I, um, trying to get together different paranormal groups within the Tapps family, Um, and it kind of stemmed out of that, where we were talking about an area. I live in Clearwater, Florida. Brent was originally from Ohio. I had told him about the Biltmore many times. It's it's an absolutely tremendously large hotel, Um, basically two miles worth of hallways in that hotel. It's extremely large. And it was built in 1897 and has an incredible history. Um, and I had said, you know, if we're going to do a paranormal convention with different paranormal groups, it would be really kind of cool to do it in a hotel that's really large and really haunted <laughs> from what we know. And, and, and so we started negotiations with them, and it worked out to our benefit.
2: And uh, do they play up the facts they're haunted? I mean, is it something that they keep secret, or is it something all the guests know about?
10: Believe it or not, the fact that there's a history to that hotel is pretty much what saved it. It was on, uh, it is a, um, historical landmark. However, uh, the developer that had purchased the hotel a few years back had decided he wanted to demolish it and basically put up some condos there. And it actually went to court here in Clearwater, Florida. They fought to save that hotel. And, um, eventually what happened was there was a benefactor in the area locally who had passed away and left a hundred million dollars for the restoration of that hotel. Wow. Under the guidelines that it never be demolished. Well,
2: I guess so, that would be enough to do the trick.
10: Yeah. Yep. She's known as the white queen of the Gulf. And just trust me, when you gentlemen see this hotel, it's going to take your breath away. She's just beautiful.
2: And and when you bring all these groups together, I mean, obviously, investigation will be part of the convention?
10: Absolutely. Um, we have several different packages we're working on right now. In fact, we're getting ready to open up an overflow hotel for the convention. And uh, Brent and I were discussing the fact that, you know, part of the package that we're doing for the hotel itself, and we have, we've reserved the entire hotel for the weekend, 250 rooms, and uh, basically we're almost sold out at this point.
4: Wow.
10: That will uh, include basically free reign of the grounds. Because we've rented the entire hotel for the weekend, we have full access to the grounds of the hotel. And what you have to understand is there's also two miles worth of tunnels under the hotel, which were used during the Prohibition era by Al Capone. So, and there's... Trust me, things going on down there, too. It's just <laughs> I don't think I, you can go anywhere in that hotel and not feel like you're not in something that's living and breathing.
2: <laughs> so it sounds like even without all these great speakers that you have lined up, just the, the fact that you get to investigate this location and, and troll these grounds, I mean, that, that alone makes it worth it.
10: Yeah, and we're actually, to our VIP guests, staying on premise we're offering them, you know, basically free reign, 24 hours. You can do what you want, either with an organized investigation or as a group. Um, the only thing that we're holding off limits are parts of the fourth floor and the fifth floor, and that's because that has to be guided um, due to the fact that before the restorations are done, it can be a little bit dangerous up there.
4: Mm-hmm.
10: And, yes, those are areas of high activity reports, but, again, that's something we have to definitely watch our liabilities with.
2: Sure. And that that's for the VIP people? That those, those packages are just about gone? People need to... Get on TapsCon.com yes. right now and start ordering those?
10: Pretty much. Um, but like I said, we are in negotiation and have landed a second hotel with 160 rooms. Um, that one is on Clearwater Beach, and they are going to be providing free shuttle service to the Biltmore oh, for the yeah. convention. And we're going to go ahead and throw in um, basically a Saturday night ghost time with that package also.
2: Excellent. Well, so, I get, a, I get yeah. a feeling that you're going to sell that one out, too, when people see this lineup that you have planned.
10: I'm telling you it's it's a really really incredible m- mixture of different people within the paranormal field. It pretty much encompasses everybody. All different approaches, all different belief systems. We when we decided to go beyond the taps family with this convention, you know, we basically said, you know what, we have to tap into everybody's belief systems. We have to tap into what everybody wants to see. Okay. And it just pretty much went from there.
2: Of course, you have all the members of TAPS who are going to be there, and, and yeah. Donna's going to be coming, and, and uh, Keith Johnson, and we talked to both of them earlier tonight, and... and some of the interesting things that people don 't really know, a lot of people who are fans of ghost hunters they don 't really know a lot of the people that are involved with Taps and the Taps family behind the scenes, but there's so many great people that are part of this organization that aren 't you know in the the media aspect of it that aren 't in the TV show aspect of it, and to Correct. be able to bring all those people together and, and meet all these people, people that Jason and Grant fully support their investigative styles, you know you 're just going to have just a, a conglomeration of people who have seen just about everything there is to see in the paranormal field.
10: You can, and you know what? We actually just uh, also, uh, I'm sure you gentlemen are, are familiar with Hans Holzer. Yes. Um, his daughter, Alexandra, has taken over for him as he grows older, and she will be in attendance at TASCON along with signed copies of Hans' last book.
2: Oh, she's a wonderful woman. We're going to have her on the show coming up she in a couple of weeks. She is
10: incredible. I love the lady. She and I have become very good friends, and I just, she's delightful. She's and- delightful lady.
2: Look, looking at some of these other... Now, Bill Lennaro is going to be there. Is his band going to play?
10: Yes. yes. Bill's band will be playing live at TASCON. Um, we actually have a second band that looks like it might be coming on board. CJ Sellers is also probably going to be bringing her band. So, there so you will can get be psychic readings music.
2: and hear some music at the same time.
10: Yeah. That's <laughs> outstanding. You. Everybody, you know what? It's so funny because there are so many incredibly talented and creative people in the field. <laughs> it's just Wow. Where do you go with it? I mean... That, a slew of people with a lot of things that they're capable of.
2: There's one guest that's coming that I want to ask you about because I'm not really that familiar with him, and I want to hear a little bit more. Robert the Doll.
10: Oh, uh, Robert! Robert and I go a long way back. I was actually one that talked Brandon to doing that. Um, Robert the Doll has been housed in Key West. He's approximately 107 years old. Uh, if y'all are familiar with the Child's Play movies, Chucky. Oh yes. Those movies were based off Robert the Doll. Not supposedly what he's done but the absolute creepiness that doll can invoke in people um i've seen robert personally many times gone down to key west i'm a scuba diver so i go down there every year but um he's always maintained a huge curiosity in this field people have always said you know if there's anything that could possibly be haunted that doll will probably be it and he has never left the island he has never left key west and we were able to talk to the curator of the museum down there, and they're, they've agreed to bring him.
2: And, and what are some of the reports around it? I mean, does it talk? Does it move? What?
10: No, he moves. Um, from what they know, he, they've had, you know, basically, he's apparently moved from his case in the museum. Um, it's very difficult. I will say this because I've had personal experience with it. It can be difficult to get a picture of Robert. I've had my computer fail on me, or my camera fail on me, like six times attempt to get a photo of Robert at all. And I know other people who have had the same issues with him. Um, When you're in the room with him, strange things can happen. There are reports of all different activities that have occurred. But the most famous would be the little footprints that they find in the museum that they can't explain.
4: Wow.
10: And they say that he gets up and gets out of his case and wanders around. But again, his history, I think part of what makes him so creepy is the fact that, you know, he... I mean, every time I look at that doll, I always think, what kind of mother would allow their kid to play with a doll that looks like that? Because it's just a really creepy-looking doll.
2: Uh, There's a picture of it on TapsCon.com for everybody that wants to see.
10: Yeah, he's just... And the history behind him is supposedly uh, the gentleman who owned him, um, the the man the doll was made for as a child, was supposedly made by his nanny, and she was supposedly a voodoo priestess. Uh And there's rumor that there are pieces of human skin and hair. That are sewn into that doll. So yeah. it's just, like I said, it, some of it you have to take it and toss it out the window, and some of it you have to really listen to if you read some of the accounts of what's occurred. Well, I'm and just, just thinking. Say, hmm. I'm just thinking with all those
2: investigators there that weekend, you know, somebody's if he's going to get up and run around, somebody's going to catch it.
10: Do you want it? You know, the funny thing is. is like I said, we've got investigators, I know personally investigators from all over the world, and the one thing that they're all saying is, please don't put me anywhere near that doll <laughs> in the hotel when you assign the rooms. Please don't put me anywhere near that doll. And I'm like, you know, if, it, if we don't know where you're going to go.
3: <laughs> I want next to him.
2: <laughs> Moniz will sleep in the same room as him. Yeah, he's not afraid. All right, so TapsCon is coming up July 19th through the 20th at the Belleville Biltmore Resort Hotel and Spa in Clearwater, Florida. And uh, Nancy, will definitely be checking back in with you as we get closer to the event to, to find out more. Absolutely. I'm here. All right, thank you for joining us tonight. Thank you. Have a great evening. Take care. So make okay. sure everybody goes to tapscon.com and check that out, and you can see the picture of Robert the doll there as well. Well, guys, it's the Book is closed on the first two years of Spooky South Coast. I mean, now we got to just keep going forward from here. And I think, uh, you know, we've we've heard from a lot of our guests tonight, and they've all said that they think, you know, we can do bigger and better things in the future. I think so too. I agree. I think now that we have the new website up and running, and people can get all the the links there to everything. And you know what? If you're gonna buy some of these books from guests that we've had, please make sure that you go to spookysouthcoast.com. Click on the link there and buy them through our website because, you know, we get a little bit of a a kickback for that. And that will help support the show. That will help support the website and and grow this thing that we call Spooky South Coast. Now, next week, we're going to start officially year number three with a special Super Bowl prediction special. I mean, this is going to be crazy because we're going to have a number of different people calling in, uh, you know, psychics, futurists, whatever you want to call them. We're going to make their predictions about the Super Bowl. Who's going to win? Who's going to be the MVP? We're going to have a whole list of different questions we're going to ask them. Courtney Roberts, who joined us a few weeks ago to talk about the Star of the Magi, she's going to take it from an astrological point of view. She's going to give us her breakdown of the teams involved and the coaches involved and what she sees happening. We're also going to take your calls, your predictions. But we're not just going to let you predict the score. I mean, we're going to want a little bit more meat than that. But we want to take your calls, your your guesses, your psychic predictor whatever you want to however you want to reach your conclusions we'll take them and then uh, what we'll do is we'll offer a prize package for whoever uh, whoever comes the closest or whoever gets it right on point uh, and spooky south coast hat spooky south coast t-shirt pens bumper stickers which Matt finally started sending out the bumper stickers so okay. thank you for that and we'll put this package together we're even going to see if we can maybe get some little psychic time for somebody as well but we'll have more information on that next week right here at 10 o'clock just uh oh, I don't know, about 24, 28 hours before the Super Bowl. Uh, so we'll get all your predictions then. And then we'll go on forward with year number three and beyond. I mean, we've got some great guests lined up, some great shows planned. Uh, just every, everywhere we turn, every rock we lift up, every corner we look around, there's somewhere else in the paranormal world that, that we need to explore and that we need to bring to you. And we're going to continue to try and do that each and every week. Guys, I thank you for being here by my side for these last two years, and, my pleasure. Hope, hopefully, you've enjoyed you know the show as much as I have, and and hopefully you've enjoyed interacting with our listeners and and pushing this thing we call the paranormal forward. Uh, Matt Costa, I'm going to ask you this one time before we go: Are you any closer to believing what goes on here?
1: Maybe, maybe a couple baby steps. Couple baby steps. Baby steps. Okay. Hey, just, yeah. It's progress. It's
3: more progress. <laughs> than a, it's
2: more progress than a lot of people are willing to make. Yeah. So. Is there, uh, is there anything that we can do to convince you before we go off the air here with the end of year number two? Is there, there anything in these last 30 seconds I can do to convince you? Uh,
1: not in 30 seconds. Okay. I don't
2: think. What if a ghost just punched you right in the face? Would that do it? <laughs> I don't
1: know.
2: All right, you heard me, spirits. Show this guy. All right. Thank you, everybody who has joined us tonight and who has joined us uh, for the last few years. We look forward to talking to you each and every Saturday night for many years to come. Uh, But for now, I'm Tim Weisberg, from Matt Moniz, and from Matt Costa, we want you all to stay spooktacular.
0: Rest assured, listener, that my time here has not been easy, and what you have just heard was not fiction. Although, in many a desperate moment, I most certainly wish it had been. It's over for now, it seems... Or at least, until yesterday begins again. Tomorrow. 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 Look, I know the supernatural is something that isn't supposed to happen.